Hey, Slayers. Welcome to the Chardonnay and Slay Your Business podcast. My name is Jamie King, a.k.a. The Slay Coach. I'm a business coach, educator, mom, and founder of the Chardonnay and Slay brand. Last year, I went from broke fitness coach to six figures in six months. Each week, you will hear myself, guest experts, and other boss babes just like you share their proven strategies on how to take your business from baby grave to expensive boss babe Bordeaux. It's time to show up and have your voice heard. Now pour a glass of bubbles and get ready to slay with me. Hello, hello, and welcome back, my lovely slayers. I am so pumped to have you here. Today's episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee. So I'm not down with promoting shit that I don't actually use or believe in. So about a few months ago, I started having extreme adrenal fatigue and just real sensitivity to caffeine and coffee. And I was experiencing highs and lows. I was like, am I on cocaine and Xanax or something? It felt like every time I drank coffee, I was crashing. And so I had my thyroid checked out. It turns out I have a low underactive thyroid issue going on right now. And my adrenals are just kind of burnt out. And I think it's due to Um, some breast implant illness symptoms I've been dealing with for a while. And I am actually going to be discussing and talking about my explant journey as I go along. But today I wanted to talk to you about how I found Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee and share with you something that's really, really, really helped me get over that like high rush of like coffee burnout and caffeine burnout and really just find something that has a little bit of an energy boost and it's more of a holistic approach to yes there's still caffeine in it but it has lion's mane and all other types of adaptogens to help you naturally boost your energy levels without the crash so for me i've been using um, the mushroom coffee with lion's mane and if you use my code the sleigh coach you get 10 percent off so i'll leave that in the show notes for you guys if you want to try it out fyi it doesn't taste the fucking best i'm not gonna lie and tell you it tastes really fucking good um it's an acquired taste and i love it now but i didn't at first so if you try it and you're like blah give it time i promise <laughs> all right now let's dive into today's show Hey, Slayers, and welcome back. And I want to remind you that this week I'm hosting a free challenge, my three-day process on how to set and slay your income goals. So I'm going to be walking you through how to raise your prices and get your next three high-ticket paying clients. Um, Exciting. If you are scared to raise your prices, if you're afraid to alienate someone, if you're afraid no one will buy, I'm going to teach you how to solve all of those worries. So make sure to sign up in the show notes and we will start on Tuesday. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And because I love you lovely slayers so much, I am answering all of your questions today. So I did a poll in my Facebook group and I asked you guys to share with me, what are you struggling with? Who wants a shout out? Who wants me to talk about them on the podcast? And who needs help and guidance in a deeper way than just asking a Facebook post question? So I'm going to go a little bit deeper. And I'm going to start with Melissa Dominguez. She comments and says, thank you so much for listening, Melissa. But she says, how do you think of course names? How long after your business started gaining traction did you outsource things to a VA? Okay, great. 
So how do you think of course names? Let's start with that question, Melissa. And for me, it's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, The creative process in general, I love being creative. People say they're not creative. Anyone that is on this planet can be creative. It's just you have to work up your creative muscles. It's not always easy at first. So for me, I love wordplay. I love rhyming. I always make sure my titles have something to do with the program or the transformation that they are going to receive. So if I'm teaching them how to sell and they think sales is bad and they think sales sucks, I'm going to like sell them on how selling is sexy. So I had my program, Sexy Sales Slayers. So my mastermind is the Six Figure Slayers Club. And the goal is to get to six figures. And so the women in there are working towards a six-figure business. They don't quite have a six-figure business yet. So I might change my mastermind to include seven-figure slayers and people um, working towards a multiple six-figure business. But I would title that. It's all tailored towards something to do with my branding. And then I get a thesaurus out and I start doing synonyms and analogies and, and I start playing with antonyms and words that are like and not like certain things. And I, if I can't find a good word to fit, then I'll write it down. And I eventually journal out like, I don't know, at least 10 titles, 15 maybe, until I find a catchy like headline that just feels good. And then I feel it and then I know that it's it. So Melissa also asked, how long after you started your business gaining traction or how long after your business started getting traction did you outsource things to a VA? You all are going to die. I was telling this actually to a private client today. I've taken my my business as seriously as Oprah from day one. So when I started this business, I was like, this is not some health and fitness coaching thing that I'm not passionate about. I'm going to go all the fucking balls to the wall. So before I had any paying clients, I wanted people to take me as seriously as I took me. So how does seven-figure me show up when she has no business yet? Well, she has a fucking assistant. Like, she has an assistant. (laughs) She doesn't send her own contracts and emails. Like, she signs the contracts and has her assistant do the work. Like, she hires a lawyer to write up the contracts. Like, how does she show up? So I actually hired an assistant before I had any clients because I was like, no, I'm fucking good at this. Everyone's going to know I'm good at this because I'm going to take it so seriously that they can't help but see me. They can't ignore me. Like they can't ignore how good I am. So I took myself super seriously and professionally and I reinvest in my business because I treat it like a serious business. So I hire two coaches. Like I have two coaches right now. I pay $9,000 a month for private coaching. And I'm even thinking about joining a mastermind this year. And it's just, there are so many things that I'm constantly leveling up and doing. I outsource my content. So someone takes my podcast and repurposes it into a blog post. So it's not really someone else writing my blog post. It's them taking my words from my podcast and turning it into a post. So so I'm always working smarter and not harder. So I think a VA is a great place. It was the first place I started. I started before I was ready. And you're never going to be ready. And <laughs> there's never going to be enough money. I just wanted to show up as the person who was worthy of all of these blessings that I have now. So what is Roxanne Dunaway says, Stilettos with Soul is her business. She says, what's your secret to finding love and keeping it awesome while running a rock star business? So finding love for me really came from deciding what my energetic minimum that I was allowing to accept for myself. So I raised it and decided that I was no longer available for anything less than perfect. I literally manifested my husband because I decided 
I was in a very unhealthy relationship. You've heard me talk about my past. I, if you've listened to other episodes, you've heard me talk about toxic relationships. And I really just decided this is what I believe the definition of true love is. And this is what I believe Prince Charming is. And this is what I believe that I am worth. I made a list of things that I was willing to tolerate and the things that I was not willing to tolerate or settle for. And so I wasn't willing to settle for someone who wasn't driven. I wasn't willing to settle for someone who didn't take care of their personal health. I wasn't willing to settle for someone who was lazy. I wasn't willing to settle for someone who wasn't attractive. Like I wasn't willing to settle for people, for someone who like didn't value me or put me down. I wasn't willing to settle for someone who didn't help out around the house. Like I wasn't willing to settle for someone who was intimidated by me because I'm a very strong woman and it takes a very masculine, confident man to be with someone like me. And the thing is, like, my husband is the manny. Like, my husband takes care of the kids. He also works in my business when the kids are at school. And to work, quote unquote, with or for your wife, when he has damn near a master's degree, he's like one class away from having his MBA. And to work for someone who's a beauty school dropout, like, a lot of guys or to work for their wife in any way, shape, or form. Like a lot of guys would have like some toxic masculinity around that or about taking care of the kids or getting ready the kids in the morning or whatever. Like my husband has no bullshit. So I just decided this is what I want. And and how we keep it awesome, Roxanne, is, oh my gosh, communication, knowing each other's love languages, being able to ask and being able to tell and receive. So I have to ask weekly, how am I doing as a wife? And he asks, how am I doing as a spouse? So we do weekly check-ins and we'll tell each other when you're sucking a little bit, could you do better instead of blowing up and getting mad? Like, hey, you're sucking in this area right now. Could you give me more attention? Or you're sucking at this. And we do that both to each other. And so we're both just really open and honest, but both of us are able to receive feedback without turning it into a fight. So being just open and listening and not making it about like turning it around on them. Like just saying, okay, I've, I've like, just eat it. Like just own the fact that you fucked up. I'll do better. Okay, cool. Move on. <laughs> All right. So Jesse Graham says, what is your least favorite color? <laughs> I love you. Um, that's hilarious. So obviously everyone knows my favorite color is purple. I'm the crazy purple lady. Um, but for me, my least favorite color, what makes me sad? Maybe orange, olive, orange or olive. I don't know. Anything that's not bright and fun. I love contrast. So I love lime green with my purple. And Geneva Hockett says, how do you harm harmoniously run a coaching business and an MLM. So for those of you guys that don't know, I am associated with um, a network marketing company and how do I run it? (laughs) I honestly don't run it. It kind of, people just kind of come to me because they know I'm affiliated with the company. And so I talk about it on my Insta stories and I just share the products, but I build me as my brand first and then share my passion for the product. So I don't build, I'm not focusing on building my MLM. It's just what comes, comes. So if someone I see an opportunity I think would be really good at, I might shout them out in the DMs and tell them, hey, you have an opportunity to work with me if you sign up with me for my network marketing company. Like, you could work with me and get coached by me for free. And I charge four grand a month to work with me. So you want to work with me and get mentored by me? 
then you sign up with my network. It's, it's how I serve more people um, without like selling them a coaching, a high-end coaching program or a high-end mastermind. So I want to be able to serve people that are passionate about product-based businesses, but not sure what to do with their personal brand yet. And just be able to facilitate facilitate growth for baby grapes. Because I don't believe network marketing is for everyone, but I believe it's a very profitable long-term strategy. So the best stages I recommend people to start network marketing in are if you would qualify yourself as a newbie to entrepreneurship or a baby grape, or if you would categorize yourself as a boss babe Bordeaux. So stage four, level up. You've got influence. You've got a brand. People know you. They come to you for advice. They just want to sign up just to be around you, just to be in your world and learn from you. So, so, if you have influence in a brand already, definitely work on building a, another stream of revenue through network marketing. Find a company that aligns with you, a product that you believe in, and one that has a good pay structure and a long-standing good reputation. I don't believe in quick overnight turn and burn companies. I wait for the test of time before I decide that they're good because network marketing is a sustainable business model, but the quick like fad stuff isn't. So Jennifer Horning says, I keep having freebie seekers who want more and more coaching, free coaching calls. I don't allow it. But how do you emphasize to your audience the importance of coaching and why it's so deserving of the amount we choose to charge? So I don't have to convince anyone about what I charge. I charge $50,000 a year to work with me and I have a wait list of people to work with me. And then I actually pick who goes in front of the line for the wait list. So if I see someone who's interested in working with me and they aren't on my wait list or they want to get on my wait list and I fucking think they're a superstar, I know we'd be BFFs. I know we'd want to hang out in real life. I know we would be um, biz besties. Then I work with them. I say, hey, yeah, let's do that. Let's rock that out and let's start working together. So they always approach me. Um, But in the beginning, I would say my first month or two, I had to like seek clients. I haven't had to like get clients. They come to me ever since. So it's just an energy that I say, I'm not allowed. I'm not available for X, Y, Z. Like I'm not available for lowering my prices and I'm not available for attracting people who aren't interested in being coached by me at this level. So your prices should inspire people. And if they don't inspire people, they aren't your people. So charge what feels good to you, but own the fact of why it's such a fucking blessing to work with you, why you're amazing, why it's going to change their fucking life. So one, be your own best testimonial. Number one, I'm my own best testimonial. I've invested heavily in my own private coaching. So I talk about the life transforming process of coaching. And so for me, it's very, very, very much clear and certain that there are no free calls with me. Like no one comes and asks me like, oh, can I get a free consult with you? I'm like, no, I don't even take discovery calls. You guys, I had a six-figure mastermind launch and I didn't take a single sales call for that. So like someone was like, you didn't do sales calls? And I was like, no, I didn't feel like it. (laughs) It was a lower cost mastermind. Like I still had a six-figure launch because I had 20 women in it, but it was only like a $5,000 program. No big deal. (laughs) I'm not doing sales calls. And so my coach was like, yeah, you don't have to do sales calls. You can do whatever you want. I was like, I feel like other people do sales calls for masterminds, but I don't want to. So I just did it through all voice memo and, and message and email. So it felt good to do it that way. May I do sales calls again for my next launch of the mastermind? Yes, I might. But I'm taking a higher level entrepreneur and it's more expensive and I'm taking less people. So, because I already have a waiting list for it. So it's like, 
yeah, I just don't do freebie seekers because it's a fucking vibe. So I need you, Jennifer, to own your worth, own how fucking good you are, and show up as the person who doesn't take shit from anyone, who doesn't fucks with maybes. I don't fucks with maybes. If you're a maybe, then you're a no. Like, that's no. If you're a maybe, like someone said, how long do you give people to decide? 24 hours. Goodbye. Don't have time. Thank you, next. There's more where that came from. So thank you, next is your new motto. And once you come from that thank you, next energy, like I am not available for people who are a maybe or don't need to know my worth. It's a faith thing. You just trust and believe that you are so fucking good at what you do that the people will come. You can't not attract those people when you believe so hard and show up with the energy that, oh my God, I'm so good. I'm so fucking good at what I do. I'm so fucking good at what I do. Everybody's going to want this. Everyone's going to want it. Of course they're going to want it. So repeat that over and over to yourself and then post from that space. Post your call to actions from that space. Share your stories in a live video from that energetic vibration because they will feel you through that video and they will take your shit. They're like, fucking take my money. I want to buy your shit. Let's work together. They won't waver. Like if you don't waver, they won't fucking waver. So thank you. Next, Allie, Allie Bloyd on sales calls. How do you try and keep the focus on them when they're asking about you and all the details of what you do and what's worked for you, et cetera? I need to convert my calls better. And I feel like it's because they get info overwhelm, but only because they ask for all the details. I don't waste time on going through all of it because they won't become a customer. Oh, our, okay. So we have FOMO that if we give them too much information, they won't become a customer. Like, cause they're, if you're attracting people who just want to take from you, like on a free call, are you calling it a free call or do they, is it clear that there is, it's a sales call? So number one, be clear, make sure it's, you're clear, Allie, that it is a sales call. Um, I'm sure you probably are knowing you personally, but other people in general, this is a sound advice. Make sure people know that it is a sales call. Like it is is a sales call. It's a sales call. <laughs> like I don't do um, freebie or like hop on a clarity call or a discovery session with me. Like, no, you want to work with me. So I pre-qualify. I close almost all of my sales calls. Well, actually, I don't even know the last time I took a sales call. It's been so long. But my sales, when I did, my sales close rate was so high because I pre-qualify my people. Are you willing to invest X amount of dollars? This is how much Jamie charges for her private coaching. My coaching package rates are on my website. So I I pre-qualify them. So I think Allie is probably, it's already known that she's hopping on sales calls for her personally, but for you out there, if you're not her listening, definitely, definitely, definitely pre-qualify them because it comes from a fear of, well, what if no one signs up? For my, for my discovery sessions, if they see the price. No, own your fucking prices. Yes, this is worth every fucking penny because if you don't believe it's worth every penny, guess what? <laughs> They're not gonna believe you either. So believe it harder. <laughs> so what has worked from, let me go back to Allie's question. They get info overwhelmed, but only because they ask for all of the details. So make sure you're walking them through the transformation process and the structure. So the transformation process I want you to talk about this is where you are. This is where you want to be. And then the structure is what you're giving them. Like if they're asking questions, they're asking questions about the structure. So the structure of which you're going to be delivering value or service. And then the transformation is here's where you are now. Here's where you want to be. So the end result, what would it feel like? So help them craft that the belief and the, the energy like around, because even if it's a very masculine 
industry that you're in, what would it be like? How would you feel if your business had this amount of sales? What would you do? What would you do to have this many leads a week? How good would it feel? How much stressful, less stressful would your life be if you had this many conversions? And so make sure they understand that the end result is X, Y, Z and X amount of hours back because they're not doing it themselves because they're hiring your agency. So make sure they understand how much you're worth per hour. So it comes from a place of just asking the right questions and stopping them with a question and answering it with a question. So if you turn a question back on them, being a good salesperson is all about pivoting the conversation and powering over and and controlling a conversation. Because you're a woman in a male-dominated field, you will need to carry a lot of weight and a lot of masculine energy on the phone because they're going to ask all the questions, but you don't need to give them information that is going to harm them. Say, hey, this is very high level. I'm happy to give it to you, but I believe that if I give you this information, it's going to overwhelm you. So stop the conversation. Say you're not available for it. Move on to what do you actually want? What's the end result? And then talk about the results. Because if you can get your customer focused on the results mindset, if you can have more conversation around the feelings and the outcomes, then they won't focus so much about the structure and the tactics to get to that point. So we just know that they're at point A, you need to get them to point C, and you are the B that connects them to all of that. That's all that they need to know. Carla Morgenstern says, money aside, what do you like doing more, one-on-one coaching or group programs in a while? Ooh, girlfriend. Ooh, you got me with that question. Yes, honey. Boo, give me that question. I love it. What do I love more? Oof. Oof. Differences. They're so different, but they're so good. I love them both. I don't know. I love them both. I will say I love least low-touch programs that have no inner... Actually, I don't even think I offer that. Yeah. No, I have like a passive money course, but I don't get to like help them through the process with just like passive courses. Like I don't like passive courses. Like I have one because I want to offer something low price for everyone, but I love walking people through a transformation because I believe the true transformation comes in working with me over time and being in my energy and being in my space because you can't, it's contagious. My belief in myself will make you fucking believe in yourself. So really working with me one-on-one is more than just working to learn all the tips and tricks and strategies and tactics, because those are all very helpful. You will feel more confident in showing up when you have knowledge and skills under your belt. But (laughs) if you don't fucking have a vibe and a belief and a deep knowing and a vision of where you're going and who put you here on this planet and why you're here on this planet to serve, like, girlfriend, it ain't going to work. So I love my one-on-one clients so much. God, I have the most dreamy unicorn private clients. And like, Anytime I think of opening up a space in my like practice, I'll be like, oh God, should I take on another private client? I just love all my clients so much right now. Like, could I hold space for another client? Then someone will message me and be like, God, I've been dying to work with you. Can we work together, please? And it's so funny how that happens. And it's not just anyone. It's always someone that I'm like, oh my God, yes, girlfriend. I love you. I've been watching you kill it on the internet. Let's fucking slay together. So, so yeah. I love one-on-one and I love my mastermind. I think my mastermind is next level, almost as good as my one-on-one. Like my six-figure Slayers Club, my mastermind that I'm launching, girl, my mastermind, they get all the same private level access as my coach, as my private clients do, like tech support, Voxer support, like all access to my programs, my group courses, my group coaching programs for the entire duration of the mastermind. 
The only difference is they don't get as many calls, but they get the same amount of time with me and they get an in-person VIP day. So, oh, my mastermind is so good. Like I I love my private coaching and my mastermind probably the most highest, but I love my group coaching programs as well. So Sandra Powell from Red Hot Roasters says, how many cups of coffee a day to keep things percolating? (laughs) I actually switched to, I love Red Hot Roasters. I actually switched to, it's a local coffee brand. If you guys don't know here, it's female owned, Boss Babe owned. She's hosted Chardonnay and Slay before. Um, I actually switched to mushroom coffee for Sigmatic because I, I had, I detoxed from so much caffeine after I had surgery that it became overwhelming to drink coffee again. So I drink tea and mushroom coffee and I will treat myself to a latte. I just had a Red Hot Roasters green tea latte the other day. So yeah, not as much coffee anymore, but still still caffeine. So still caffeinated. Melissa Blandford, how to stop caring what your friends or family think and make the choices that are best for you and your business. Okay, so your friends and family aren't here to live your life. You were here to live your life. We we are born alone and we die alone. So the number one thing I always put into my mind is what does regret feel like to you when you're 60 years old? If you can journal on what regret feels like to you at 60, 70, 80 years old, at not having accomplished or done or put value into the world like you wanted to, will any of the opinions of your family matter when you're 70 or your friends? Will their opinions matter in 30 years when you lay your head down to go to bed at night? when you're old and retired and your kids are grown and you don't have anything else to think about or look back on or remember (laughs) other than just, oh, I lived, I lived, I survived. (laughs) Like, no, like you are here to live your best life, not their best life. So the ones that mind don't matter and the ones that matter don't fucking mind. So if they're going to give a fuck about what you're doing, it's A, they love you and they're trying to protect you, like keep you safe because they have limiting beliefs that be- they believe that it's hard to make money online and they believe that it's hard to run a business or, oh, they're just protecting you. So we can love them without receiving their, we can love them without receiving their judgment because it's coming from a place of their own fears and we don't have to take on someone else's fears. We have our own fears to deal with. We don't need someone else's bullshit fears holding us back. So just witness it and realize that, hey, oh, this is your fear that you're projecting onto me. It has nothing to do with me. Like you can choose to believe that it's hard or that this isn't possible or that you're trying to tell me, don't do this or don't do that. People might get mad at you. People might judge you or whatever. Like they love you and they're just trying to protect you. That's fine, but you don't have to listen. So, so for me, I've left so many people behind. So listen to the toxic relationships episode because so many people I've left behind that weren't growth-minded or that weren't like ready to like do cool shit with their life the way that I wanted to. They they wanted to judge me, go take another selfie, get 30 likes and feel good about yourself for the day. Like I don't have time. Like I am fucking here to live this one fucking beautiful gift of a life that we get to live, you guys. I do not have time for this shit. Like, I am here to leave a legacy. I'm here to build something amazing and beautiful for my family. Like, I don't have time. My kids need me to shine because who am I to tell them that they can go chase their dreams and do whatever they want and be whatever they want in life? But I don't believe that I could do that too. You're a hypocrite. If you're a parent telling your kids that they are perfect and wonderful and they can have it all, but you don't fucking believe you can go have it all, you're a hypocrite and I love you. Stop doing that. 
So Vanessa Dugan says, how to get away from perfection. Girlfriend, you already know what I'm going to say about this. Nothing is perfect. And every single entrepreneur or personal development guru or self-help guru or every mentor or idol you look up to in the online space is flawed as fuck. They're flawed. They make mistakes. And guess what? They're still fucking successful. So name a person that is super fucking successful that hasn't fucked up. And I'll wait. Okay, we don't have that much time on this episode, but I'm not really going to wait. But you will not find it. So if you keep holding the space and the belief in your mind that there is no mistake that I cannot rebound from, you could take away my whole business today. You could take away all of my clients, all of my followers, and I would rebuild it again because I know how. You can't take that away from me. You can't take that away. You can't take away my experience. You can't take away my creativity. You can't take away my brain. So if I fuck up, you know what I do? I just own it. If I make a mistake, genuinely, I own it because the key to success is making more and more and more and more and more and more and more mistakes. The most successful people aren't the ones that (laughs) don't make mistakes. They're the ones that make the most mistakes. That is a fact. Do not try and tell me otherwise because it is a fact. Do it messy. Do it imperfect. Fucking done. Done is better than perfect. Because the ones that show up with messy, imperfect action, even if no one buys, even if no one wants what you have, you keep fucking offering. You keep giving like no one's fucking watching because that's what you're here to do. You're here to give, not here to get someone. So I love you, Vanessa. Vanessa is one of my mastermind girls. Um, Lori Soma says, what has been the biggest limiting belief you have had to overcome in your business and how did you overcome it? Mm, That's great. My biggest limiting belief was that, oh, well, I'm too new at this for people to take me seriously as the industry leader. I need big influencers. Like, I need Oprah to take me seriously. <laughs> I need Oprah to see me, and I need her to see me now. <laughs> um, she will. It's fine. We're going to be besties one day. Um, so <laughs> I think I don't have any. You know, I really don't. Because I know that those are just fear thoughts and they don't serve me. So I'm a spirit junkie. So anytime I choose to, I start to lean towards fear, I just choose back to my center. I just go back to where I came from. I just go back to my worth and I go back to remembering who put me here on this planet and why God put me here and know that I'm supported by the universe, the spirit angels, all the stars are aligned. And I was chosen to be one of hundreds of millions of sperm to come live this fucking cool ass life. So there's like a one in trillion chance that you were born as a human and you were born a human. Like how fucking cool is that? And you were born a human at the time of an information age in a digital era where we are on like a social internet gold mine. It's a gold rush, you guys. Building your personal brand online is a fucking gold mine right now. And if you're not doing it, you are going to regret it. Like, like 15 years from now, you're going to be like that girl that should have invested in this new thing called Facebook, but didn't. <laughs> so, so just do it. Like just whatever it is, shift the thought, choose a new thought. Ask yourself when, am I not good enough? Choose a fucking new thought. Like that's not a thought that's going to serve you. What's, what's the point? Like what's the point? What, what is the point? Like what good is going to come from fucking sitting and thinking about this limiting belief of I could never do this or who am I to do that? Or that's never going to work. What fucking good does that do? No, just keep fucking moving. Keep it fucking moving. Like, I just keep it fucking moving. I just signed up for piano and vocal lessons. Like, will it ever come of anything if I decide one day that I want to do something with it, this skill set? Then yes, it will fucking, something will fucking come of it because I will decide it will happen for me. 
and I will not stop until it happens. So no matter what, if I try and do something, anything from scratch, brand new, baby grape, and I want it, and if it's something I want, because I truly believe that God does not put desires in your heart that you are not worthy of. So I just choose a new thought. And if you pivot over time, it will get easier and easier and easier to choose more loving thoughts about yourself because you came from a loving place and you came from a loving creator and you are here to give love to other people. So with that being said, thank you so much for giving me your questions. This was a little longer episode, but we had a lot of questions and I love you, love you, love you guys so much. Don't forget to leave your review to get your free pop socket. Fill out the form. It will be in the show notes and we will send you a Chardonnay and Slay pop socket or one pop socket that says Procrastislayer because y'all know I procrastinate. It's my favorite word. I love you guys and I will slay you again later. Bye.